Welcome to the show. My name is James Nielsen Watt, and in this show, we interview interesting, inspiring, and successful people so you can learn the secrets to success and can play the game of life, business, health, and happiness better. And the philosophy we take here is if I'm leveling up my game, you get to level up yours as well. So get ready to listen to some inspiring people who have figured out how to have success in all areas of life, health, happiness, wealth, business. We're gonna be interviewing them in this show so that you can learn the secrets to success that they share with practical advice that you can take and use today. So if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, please leave us a review, and please share it with your friends because if I can help you and you can help others, then we can help more people together and we can all level up our game together. My guest today is Myron Golden, a speaker and trainer in the area of sales, marketing, business development, and financial literacy with over 27 years of experience. He's also a best-selling author, a songwriter, and the owner of a record label. His best-selling book, From the Trash Man to the Cash Man, has helped many people turn their lives around. And he's also the author of the new book, Click and Order for Brick and Mortar, Online Strategies for Offline Market Domination. He's an integrated marketing consultant who can help any business use technology to generate leads and then optimize the conversion process of those leads offline. Welcome to the show, Myron. Super excited to have you on. Glad to be here. Um, I'd love for you to, to give our audience some, some context to, to who you are. You know, I've been following you for a while. I know what you're about, um, uh, but I'd love our audience to know what you're up to now and then what got you there. Because one of your your, your books is Trash Man to Cash Man. Sure. Yeah. So I was born the second of seven brothers to hardworking poor parents. They knew how to work hard, but they didn't know how to make money work hard for them. Uh, we grew up poor and we grew up with, you know, driving raggedy cars, wearing hand-me-down clothes a lot of the time. But, you know, our parents taught us hard work, respect, and all of those good character principles. And um, uh, I got married in 1985 to this beautiful girl I made all these promises to, wrote all this crazy, amazing poetry, and we were, like, struggling financially, like, really bad. We were what I like to call pitiful poor. Pitiful poor is when you're so poor, poor people feel sorry for you, right? And so the first job that I got after I got married was driving a trash truck for $6.25 an hour. And that's what I did during the day. That was my day job, driving a trash truck for $6.25 an hour. But what I in the evening was I went out and I did presentations to sell insurance and investments. So I had a part-time business and a full-time job. I had a full-time job where I was earning a living. I had a part-time business where I was designing a life. And I was learning some very valuable lessons because I got started in that business in October of 1985. And I was so terrible at selling that I didn't make my first check until April of 1987. So I was literally doing that business for 18 months working, not like sitting on the couch thinking I was in business, like out talking to people. And everybody said no for a year and a half. And I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And some people asked, well, why did you keep going if nobody was buying? Um, because I saw other people doing it and I knew I could. I knew I could eventually figure it out. And um, it's not like I had a whole lot of other options. I'm not about, I had polio as an infant, right? So I wear a brace on my legs. So the NBA wasn't trying to draft me. The NFL wasn't trying to draft me, um, you know, uh, Hollywood wasn't trying to cast me for their next blockbuster movie. So like a lot of people say, why didn't you quit? My answer was always quit and do what? Right. And I think some people, the pr biggest problem they have is they have too many options. 
And so they never really decide to do anything. And so um, I was making $6.25 an hour driving a trash truck. And then finally started making some sales in my business and eventually became the top salesperson in our office. And how I got in, I'm a sales coach, a marketing coach. I teach businesses how to grow exponentially. And how I got into that is I really got good at selling over time. I went from being really, really bad, lasting through the learning curve and being really, really good. People started asking me, well, how do you sell like that? And I started charging them to teach them. So that's how I got into the business I'm in now. People ask me how to do it. I made them pay me before I'd tell them. So that's pretty much how we did it. I love it. And it's that perseverance that, that gets you there in the end. I like what you said, right? Too many people have too many options. And, and it's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I could do this. And then you do nothing and nothing happens. And we wonder why we don't have what we want. And then we see someone else getting it and think, well, it's easier for them for some reason. They must yeah. have some secrets. They must, you know, they were given something, right? And that's why I love these stories because it's, it's you know, no, I just, I just flip and decided and I just kept going at it. What really, really kept you going? Uh, I'd love to hear that from you. A lot of people say, oh, you know, I, I'd kept well, this, I'd that. What kept you going to push through to get the skills so that you could win in the way you wanted? Well, because I, I've wanted to be rich since I knew what rich was. Like since I was a little kid, I wanted to be rich because I knew what poor was like. And it was not, it was oftentimes not fun, you know, not being able to have things that you desire to have or do things you desire to do. And then having to tell your family no all the time, just because of something as simple as money. Right? I, didn't, I didn't want that to be my story my whole life. And so I said, I'm going to figure out this money thing. It may take me a long time. And it did. Like I was in business for 14 years before I had my first six-figure year. And here's what most people don't realize. People say, that's too long. Hey, 14 years is going to pass whether you get to six figures or not. Right? And another probably five years passed before I had my first seven-figure year. And guess what? Those five years are going to pass whether you get to seven figures or not. And probably another three or four years passed before we got to six figures a month. And now we do multiple six and sometimes seven figures a month in revenue for our business because I wouldn't take no for an answer. And like literally with our business plan, like with what we are doing right now, if we don't do anything else, we don't add any other customer acquisition funnels. If we don't add any other high ticket products with just what we have in play right now, the business that we are building is on track to do over $20 million next year. If we don't change anything, it's like, it's like growing end over end. It's, it's, it's a level, it's a level of hyper growth. That's mind blowing. And, and by the way, as mind blowing as it is, there will come a time that it will be so much more mind blowing than it is right now. We'll look back and think, we thought that was mind blowing. I find that people have weird relationships with money. Sure they do. And, and wealth and rich and poor. And there's always, it's, it's like, it's this thing that we can't talk about. And, you know, if you've got it, you, you kind of got to keep it a secret because if you tell people it's not fair to them because you had something going on that they didn't, and there's always excuses. Mm-hmm. What's, your, what's your view on that? How, where, do you, where do you stand with that and, and how do you think we can break it? Well, all of the business principles that I teach come straight from the pages of the Bible. So I believe, like with every fiber of my being, that poverty is always the result of spiritual warfare. But that makes sense because money the real, the value of money is really spiritual and wealth is a spiritual result. And poverty is a spiritual result. Like people think, well, I don't really care that much about money. I'm not that materialistic. Well, which is it? Because money is not a materialistic value. In fact, if I take, I don't have my wallet in here. I left it in the car. But if I take a hundred dollar bill in this hand and a penny in this hand, which one's worth more? Well, materially, the penny's worth more. 
But monetarily, the $100 bill is worth 10,000 times as much as a penny. So if this material is worth more than this material, how can this be worth 10,000 times more than this? Because the value of the money is not spiritual. The value of money is based on two things. Number one, the message that it carries. Number two, the faith that it creates. What does that mean? Well, language is something that's spiritual first and foremost. So the, me- the message that it carries, a penny says one cent which means 1% of $1, but a $100 bill says $100. So $100 is worth 10,000 times a penny because the message they carry is different, right? And what's backing a $100 bill? What's backing a penny? Nothing. Only reason a $100 bill is worth $100 and the only reason a penny is worth a penny is because we believe it is, right? So is faith a spiritual attribute or a materialistic attribute? What's a spiritual attribute? The value of money is spiritual. And so wealth is a spiritual outcome, which by the way, is why, which is why the, why working harder doesn't make you more successful because most people who believe in hard work are implementers. There are four levels of value. And most people think that the key to success is working harder, but the real key to success is not working harder. The real key to success is working higher. So if if you want to make more money, you have to level up. What does that mean? There are four levels of value on the earth. I'm not going to go into the backstory of why four just for the sake of time, but there are four levels of value on the earth. The lowest level of value is implementation. The resource that we use on the implementation level, we use our muscles over time. What does that mean? It means we lift something, we move something, we drive something, we hammer something, we nail something, we cut something, we clean something, we fix something, we make something. And we use our muscles over time. Muscles are a physical resource. All physical resources have limitations. Time is a limited resource. So we're using a limited physical resource times time, which is a limited resource. And we're attempting to produce wealth, which is an unlimited spiritual result. It can't work. There's no common denominator, right? And so if you are an implementer in the United States of America, on the low end, you're going to make somewhere between minimum wage and $80,000 a year. You'll make, 80, 000, you'll make minimum wage if you're making tacos at Taco Bell, or flipping burgers at McDonald's. You'll make, make $80,000 a year if you're working on my Mercedes or my Rolls Royce or something. You might make $80,000 a year as an implementer. Somebody has a job doing manual labor. But $80,000 a year is still a ceiling. It may be better than the ceiling of the person making tacos, but it's still a ceiling. When it comes to wealth creation, what you want is you want floors and no ceilings. So the lowest level of value is implementation. And if you want to make more money and you want to create more wealth, you have to get yourself out of the implementation, off of the implementation level and level up at least to the next level. The next level is unification. Unification, the resource we use on that level is our management skills. So we are no longer the person who does the thing. We are now the person who manages the people who do the thing. And because we are leveraging their efforts and we are delegating work to them, we get a little bit of pay off of all of their work. So we make more money than we used to make when we were doing the thing ourselves. That's why people in management make more money than the people who work on the assembly line, right? Because they're managing the people and managing people is a higher spiritual activity than doing the thing yourself, right? And so... How much money do you make on that level? Well, on the low end, you're going to make 40000 a year. On the high end, you might make a quarter of a million a year. But a quarter of a million is still a ceiling. Like, I don't, want to, I don't want a whole month to go by and I only make a quarter of a million dollars. I certainly don't want a whole year to go by and I only make a quarter of a million dollars. So what do I do? Well, I got I to gotta understand how to level up. Low end, $40,000, you are managing the Taco Bell. 
high end, quarter of a million, you're working for a Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 company as a middle manager at Lockheed Martin or at Boeing or at at um, John Deere or one of these big concerns, and they may pay you a quarter of a million dollars a year. But if a company, a corporation is paying you a quarter of a million dollars a year, they want you to know, they know, they own you. And you better be there when they want you there. Come back. If you just left, whatever they require of you, they want you to know, they know they own you. Well, that's better than doing the thing yourself, but most middle managers feel stuck like chucking a pickup truck. They feel like they have on the golden handcuffs, right? And so wealth does not start to get created until the third level of value. And before I tell you what it is, I'm going to tell you how much money you're going to make on the third level of value. On the low end, you'll make hundred grand a year. High end, you might make hundreds of millions of dollars a year. It's a pretty cool level, isn't it? So what's that level called? That level is called communication. The resource you use on that level to create wealth is your mouth. We already discussed the fact that language is spiritual. So now, why do people who use their mouth make more money than people who use their muscles? Using your muscles is harder, right? But using your mouth now matches, the activity matches the outcome you desire to produce. And so what happens is, what, who are these people? They're authors. They communicate a message to the masses. They're speakers, they're coaches, they're consultants, they're salespeople, they're singers, they're dancers. I mean, they're singers, they're actors. They are people who communicate a message that moves the masses. Or they create conversations that conjure up cash flow. When you learn to use your mouth to form a message that moves the masses, especially one that moves the masses to pay you for the feeling you've just given them, now you're starting to create some wealth. Now, maybe your thing is you can sing really well. Maybe you should go like make an album. Maybe your thing is that you're a really good actor and maybe you should go make a movie. For most people, that's not going to be the path. But here's what's beautiful about the communication level. Anybody can be, get on the communication level as a salesperson. Anybody can get on the communication level as an author. Anybody can get on the communication level as a public speaker. And by the way, hundred million. who are communicators that make $100 million a year, $300 million a year? Like, a-list actors like Denzel Washington, Brad Pitt, singers like Beyonce, authors like J.K. Rowling. She makes billions, right? A communicator, but she combines the top two levels. So communication, a talk show host. Like the problem is your whole life, when you opened your mouth, either somebody laughed at you in school and, and it programmed you that talking in front of people is pain. And so now you won't say anything. You won't open your mouth because you're afraid of what you think other people will think of you. Like, like, first of all, I don't really think anybody's thinking about me that much. And second of all, if they did, whatever they think is their business, not mine, do your thing, bro. Right? So what's the highest level of value? The highest level of value is imagination. And this is where we come up with ideas that change the world. The imagination level, what's the resource we use on that level? Like on the communication level, we use our mouth. On the imagination level, we use our mind and our money to make money. By the way, all of us, every single solitary human being on the earth works on all four levels. Poor people spend most of their time working at the bottom. Rich people spend most of our time working at the top. That's the difference. This is so succinctly put so many of my thoughts 
together in, in, in what I'm actioning and what I should be actioning more. I think we default to doing a lot of the implementer stuff because of that trap of, well, I'll do a better job or at least, you know, I'll know that it's done right, et cetera, et cetera. And I yeah. think part of that is, is a, it's a cultural thing, right? We've got to make sure the job's done right. Um, and and the, the biggest struggle that I have uh, with my clients and, and, you know, with myself as well is, is looking at when we first bring in people into our world as we're starting to level ourselves up and, and get out of wherever we're at is having uh, the faith that that person can do a job that's done well enough that allows us to get to that next point. And, and the big thing that I notice mm-hmm. between uh, people who are able to, to, to leave that implementer phase, say they're running a, a healthcare practice in, in the case of my clients, right, is their ability to let go and, and allow themselves to move up. You know, the, you know the hardest thing for them to let go of? Money. People have a hard time letting go of money. That's why they can't get rich. What does that mean? Well, because they go through life believing that time is money, they value money more than they value time. Poor people value money more than they value time. That's why they know the price of everything and the value of almost nothing. Rich people value time more than we value money. That's why we know the value of almost everything and the price of almost nothing. I have no idea how much gas costs. I know I have no idea how much beef is per pound or chicken is per pound. I don't know because it doesn't matter if I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it regardless of how much it is. So the price doesn't matter. The thing that I value is to take the time that I have and fill that time with as many pleasurable experiences as I can. See, a poor person focuses on how many years of experience they have doing a thing. Rich people focus on how many experiences we get to put in our years. And I get to put more, like, if let's say you, you look fairly young. Let's say you're going to live 80 more years. I don't know. You look young. So let's just say you're going to live 80 more years. And let's say you take one vacation a year for the rest of your life. You don't have 80 more years of vacations. You have 80 more times to go on vacation. Right. Terrifying. Now watch, by the way, what's that? It's terrifying exercise that I've done myself. And I said to my wife, uh, I'm 30 and I got two kids. And I said mm-hmm. to my wife, baby, we can't visit, reasonably visit properly all the countries on earth, all the places on earth. And she said, what are you talking about? She said, if you were to even spend, like how long do you need to spend in a place to enjoy it properly, get involved in the culture, right. let's say it was a month. I don't have enough time. And right. she, I said, I'm, you know, even if I live to, to 90, she went, holy crap. I said, baby, that's why we've got to get wealthy so that we've got all the time in the world to use as much of it as possible. 100%. You're, you're, you are absolutely right. I love what you just said. We've got to get wealthy as fast as possible. I'm going to tell you something. Wealth is measured more in time than money. Let me, let me, let me, let me finish my thought first. So if you, you, you take one vacation a year, that's 80 more years, 80 vac- you get 80 more times, right? What happens when you start making enough money that you can take five vacations a year? Now you have 400 more vacations, right? Because 400, I mean, because five times 80 is 400. So now you have 400 vaca- more vacations. You literally get the pack, the experience of 400 years of vacations in the next 80 years of your life. See, that's the value of money. The most valuable thing that I've ever bought with money is not the Mercedes that's sitting out there in the driveway or my wife's Cadillac Escalade or my Rolls Royce down in the garage. That's not the, this house that we live in. This is not the most valuable thing I've ever spent with money, bought with money. You know what the most valuable thing I've ever bought with money? I bought back the rest of my life so I can take that life and invest it into the people that I love the most and the causes that I care about the most. And because you value, not you, um, James, but you, the person watching, because you value money more than you value time, you'll never have the money to buy back your life. And so you end up with neither the money or the time. But because I value the time more than I value the money, I end up with the money and the time. 
It's like this. If you value money, I mean, if you value time more than you value money, you can have both. If you value money more than you value time, you get neither. That's how it works. See, as an, as an entrepreneur, number one, I am going to find somebody who's at the next level and pay them to teach me how to get to the next level. Yeah, maybe I'm already operating in the communication, on the communication and imagination level. But there are levels within those levels. And yeah, I, like we're on track to build a $20 million company by this time next year. But there are people who have $100 million companies. There are people who have billion-dollar companies. There are people who have $100 billion companies. So if I can find somebody who's at a higher level than me, the thing that I can do that will shorten, like it will shorten the learning curve faster than any other thing is to find somebody who knows what I don't know, pay them whatever they charge, and do everything they say. And then the second thing I can do to shorten the, like, you want to shorten the gestation period between the, the time you work and the time you get paid? You want to get rich faster? Number one, find a great coach, pay them whatever they charge, do everything they say. Number two, find great team members. Don't find the cheapest, least experienced, lackluster individual you can find. Find the best talent, pay them what they're worth, and let them help you build a legacy. 100%. Find good people and pay them well. And move out I, of the um, way. Move out of the way. I think that's the, that's the most important part, right? Get out of the way. I think that an easy example of this to, 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 to turn this concept into something actionable, and I, and I say this all the time, so my audience has probably uh, heard it a lot, but maybe not even actually implemented it, is an exercise around time and money. If you're valuing mm -hmm. money, you clean your house. Because right. pay someone might cost you $100, right? And I, I grew up in a house like this and, and, I, and I intimately get it on so many levels. And it's like, let's say in New Zealand might cost me 20 bucks an hour to get someone to clean my house, okay? If it, if it takes them two hours, it's $40. Well, if I'm, if I'm cheap, if I'm wanting to save money, because I value the money, like you said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go and do it myself. But if I make even $25 an hour doing whatever else, then it's cost me more money because I've gone and done it myself instead of doing the more, more intelligent right. task. Now, you know, and that's not necessarily speaking to that communication imagination level, but even as an implementer level, like just valuing your time and realizing that it's the thing you don't get back. It's the thing that goes into your account every day, every week and is spent no matter what, you just have to choose where it's being allocated. Uh, I think that if more people understand so those concepts, they'd get it. Because a lot of the time, and I, and I talk to people and they, and they hear conversations like we're having, and they say, yes, that's great, that's easy, because you get it, because you got money, blah, blah, blah. And they don't get why we have the money in the first place is because of the realization the, of the, the thing and the the, the the fact that we think that way is why we have the money. Because I pay somebody to cut my grass and pay somebody to clean my house and pay somebody to clean my pool and pay somebody to fix my car instead of me doing that myself. I, now, I charge $25,000 an hour for coaching, James. That's what, I, that's what my fee is, $25,000 an hour. A lot of people say, well, how can you do that like this? When somebody says, how much does it cost to coach? $25,000 an hour. Here are the wire instructions. Send me the money and I'll send you a Zoom link, right? So, so if I spend an hour cutting my grass, it literally just cost me $25,000 and it could have cost me $25. Billionaires have a team of people around them who do everything. Why? Because they understand the value of their time. And until you start valuing time more than you value money, you will never be able to be rich. I'm sorry. It's just not possible because you're placing the, 
too much emphasis on the wrong thing and not enough emphasis on the right thing. Now, the, the caveat to this is we don't take our time and then watch Netflix. We don't, we don't, <laughs> you don't save that hour and then go spend it on something that is unproductive to the value we're trying to create. Uh, and I think exactly. that's something important to, you know, so many times people say yeah, you have to invest that time. You have to invest that time into something that's going to produce a return and preferably it's going to reduce a, produce a return that is progressively productive. In other words, like I'm not just supposed to be productive. I'm supposed to be progressive, progressively productive as a human being. It's the first command God ever gave man. Be progressively productive, which means today is supposed to be better than yesterday. This week's supposed to be better than last week. Next, This month's supposed to be better than last month. This year's supposed to be better than last year. This decade's supposed to be better than last decade. And next year should be better than this year. Why? And the next decade should be better than this decade. Why? Because we were commanded to be progressively productive, which means we have the capacity, the ability to be progressively productive. And if that's what we're focused on, then that's what we can get. But if we're not focused on that, then that's not what we get. So it's really like, I love what Jim Rohn said. You're not rich or poor because of the job that you have or the money you make. You're rich or poor because of your philosophy. And by philosophy, he means by the code of beliefs that you operate your life by. The irony with all of this is, is, you know, when, when I said to you before, you know, me and my wife, I said to my wife, we, we're going to get wealthy quick. The, the idea was exactly what you said, which is not a set amount of money. Because generally, if you're focusing on the money and you're making the money and then your lifestyle goes up with it, you're now having to work harder to pay for all the things. Now broke at a higher level. Money, yeah. Right. You're still broke. So it, it, was a, it was a matter of, well, what do I want to create? And what's required to facilitate that? Some of it for me came from, you know, Tim Ferriss's four-hour workweek type philosophy, but it was looking at and saying, well, well, what do I want to do? What do I want to have? What do I want to be? And what's required to facilitate that? And looking at life as a bit more of a, of a game uh, than this, the seriousness of got to get a job, got to make money, uh, but looking at it a game and creating a character and a story from it. So interesting. I was just literally, I was just doing a presentation right before I came on here. And one of the things I told the people, I said, time is the stuff that life is made of and money is a game. And most people think that money is the stuff that life is made of and time is a game. And they, they spend all of their time trying to gather, get as much money as they can and trying to save as much money as they can. One of the things I tell people, you want to be rich? You want to be rich? Here's what you do. Use the money and love the people. Don't use the people and love the money. You want to get rich? Use the money and love the people. You want to take it to another level? You, like, you want to take it to the ultimate level? Use the money to, like, love, to love the people. I went to, my, I, after I got done playing golf today, I went to the restaurant. I had a biscuit, and a cup of coffee. It cost me probably 6 or $7. Server brought me my food because I wasn't really crazy hungry. I just wanted a cup of coffee and I wanted to have something to eat with. So I bought a biscuit, a cup of coffee, Cost me, I don't know, four, five, six, seven dollars, whatever it was. I didn't, I didn't really look at it. I gave the girl, and that's what I mean. Like rich people know the value of everything. I know the value of me being able to go sit down and have a cup of coffee and a biscuit because I want one, right? Oh, okay. So it came to five dollars and eighty-nine cents, right? And on that five dollar and eighty-nine cent biscuit and cup of coffee, I gave the server a ten dollar tip. That's not. That's two hundred percent. That's almost two hundred percent. Why would you do that? I would do that. Because I, watch this, I, I use the money and I love the people. And then I use the money to love the people. Because money is a tool 
that I can use to impact somebody else's life. And when I impact their life, now the words that come out of my mouth, now they mean something. It's not just, not just a sound that I'm making. Right. And like, if I go to a restaurant and I have decent service, it doesn't even have to be great. I have decent service. If I have a bunch of people at a restaurant, I take a bunch of people with me, the minimum tip I'm going to give, the minimum tip I'm going to give is $10 per person. In the if I'm buying the lunch, if I take five people out to lunch, there's six of us and the meal comes at $60. I'm going to give them a $60 tip. You know why? Cause there were six of us. That's my standard for me. And then I can go around the rest of the day with in the good energy of knowing that $60 didn't make a difference in my, me paying out that $60 didn't make a difference in my day, but it might've made all the difference in the world in theirs. This leads me to a thing. really, really uh, uh, good sort of side topic I want to talk about with you. We talked about value and here we're talking about creating value and what it's worth to you. So the money is, isn't as meaningful to you as it is to the other person because of the, the, the value that's being created, et cetera. A lot of people struggle with charging more being more valuable. And I spend all day telling people it's not what you necessarily package in that creates the value. Value is in, is in perceptions and the outcomes that you create. I would love to take, get your take on it in terms of value around your perception of your value versus another person's perception. Well, they're, they got their perception of, the, of your value from you, <laughs> right? I always tell people, they don't see, people don't see you through their eyes. They see you through your eyes. People look at you exactly how your energy tells them to look at you. They think you're worth exactly what your energy tells them that you're worth, right? I charge $25,000 an hour. I've got an $81,000 coaching program. I've got a $155,000 coaching program, and I've got a million-dollar coaching program. People who want the best don't worry about the cost of the best. They just want the best. Poor people buy cheap stuff because it's cheap. Rich people buy expensive stuff because it's expensive. We value two totally different things. I don't have a Volk. There's nothing wrong with a Volkswagen, but I don't have one. I don't have a Kia. I like Kias. I've rented them. They're nice cars. I don't have a Hyundai. They're nice cars. I don't have one. I have two Mercedes and a Rolls Royce, and my wife has a Cadillac Escalade. Why? Because I like, I like when I get in my car, I want my car to say to me, Myron Golden, you deserve the best. It has nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't need to impress that another single solitary soul on God's green earth. When I get in my car, when I come to my house, when I take my vacation, I want everything that I do. When I put on my cologne and my clothes, I want every experience I have for myself to tell me and confirm to me that I deserve the best because people don't see me through their eyes. They see me through my eyes. And if I see myself as the person who deserves the best, they're going to see me as the person who deserves the best. Also, if you're the cheapest, Nobody will believe you're the best. And if you're the best, nobody expects you to be the cheapest. 100%. I, I, I visualize that as things behind me pushing forward rather than things in front creating a void. Uh, I don't know why, but as you were talking, it, it, it sounded like that to me. It's like often we will, we will okay, I will, I'll charge a lot because then people will see me as being the best and then we get no clients and then we, we go, see, I've got to charge less to get clients. And it's exactly what you said because people see you as you see yourself. And if you are creating this thing that isn't real, you're buying that car, you know, that watch, you're charging that price, but it isn't you because it's not how, your deep perception of yourself. There's that void in front rather than that pressure behind uh, and the momentum just doesn't happen. 
people, people don't understand business is really simple. You got to do three things right in business to, be, to create wealth and become successful. Three things. You got to get three things right. You get these three things right. It's a wrap. Trust me now. I'm telling you, I know stuff. I'm 60. I know stuff. I've been doing this for a long time. And I'm going to tell you three like things you got to get right if you're going to make a lot of money in business. Number one, you got to pick the right business market. What's the size of the market? What's the serviceability of the market? Right? It has to be big enough. It has to be serviceable. Right? So you got to pick the right market and the right type of market. Secondly, you got to pick the right business model. Thirdly, you got to have the right message. You know what's really interesting? If you are in business and you have a service or you have a product, a first-time customer never buys your product from you because your product is good. Did you hear what I just said? When you get a first-time customer, that first-time customer never buys your product from you because you're good. They buy your product from you because your message is good. They don't get the product until after they pay for it. So they couldn't have bought the product because it was good. And so what you got to do, see, a lot of people have really bad products and really great messages. And so they make a lot of money for a very short period of time. There are a lot of people who have really great products and really terrible messaging. They never make any money. But there are people who have great products and great messaging. And those people, they create generational, exponential wealth. Because their product is great and their promotion is great. And I'm going to tell you something. People say, I charge a lot, but nobody wants to pay me. That's because your message, people don't, the reason people don't want to pay you is not because your product's not good and not because you're not worth it. It's because your message didn't make them feel like your value was equal to your price. When I talk, when I talk, people may think, man, I wish I could afford him, but nobody's going to think, oh, there's no way in the world I'm paying that man. I have my money. Not if they got a brain. They listen to what I'm talking about and they listen to what I say and how I say it. And they look at all this long line of people that are having hundred thousand dollar days and million dollar days. They look at this long line. They, they're not thinking he's not worth it because I know how to say it. Jim Rohn used to say, if you want to do well, you have to have something good to say. You have to say it well. Myron Golden says, in addition to that, you have to say it often. So if you have something good to say, you say it well and you say it often, the world will beat a path to your door. You build a better mousetrap, the world does not beat a path to your door. You build a better message, the world beats a path to your door. I'm going to tell you, this will be the last thing I'll share with you. That's this. This is, this is the thing people don't realize. We started out talking about time and money. We might as well circle back around and end with this. Wealth is measured more in time than it is in money. Most people think wealth is measured in money. Wealth is not measured in money. Wealth is measured in time. If you make a million dollars, are you rich? It depends. What does it depend on? Well, it depends on this. If you make $25,000 a year and you work for 40 years, you made a million dollars. Are you rich? No, it took you too long to make it. But if you make that same million dollars in one year, are you rich? Yes, you are. You're 40 times richer than the person who made $25,000 a year. Even though you both made the same amount of money, you made it faster so you get to be rich. If you make a million dollars a month, are you rich? You're 480 times richer than the person who makes a million dollars over a 40-year time period. You make a million dollars a week, are you rich? You're a whole lot richer than the person making a million dollars a year in 40 years 
a lot richer than the person making a million dollars a year and a lot richer than the person making a million dollars a month. Why? Because you're making a million dollars a week. You see, like everybody listening to me right now, you're already making enough money. What you have to do is you have to shorten the gestation period between the time you sow the seed and the time you reap the harvest. You have to learn to make money faster. Here's the problem with that. You've been warned your whole life about get-rich-quick schemes. But unfortunately, nobody warned you about the stay broke for the rest of your life scheme. You got two choices. You're either going to get rich quick or you're going to stay broke the rest of your life. Because I'm going to tell you something. Quick is the only way anybody gets rich. Now, when I say quick, I'm not talking about in 15 minutes. Like if you get rich in your lifetime, that was quick. Because life is short. The faster you create the wealth, the longer you get to enjoy it. Wealth is measured more in time than it is in money. Take the amount of money you make every year, make that amount every month, you're rich. Take the amount of money you make every month, make that amount every week, you're rich. Take the amount of money you make every week, make that amount of money every day, you're rich. Congratulations for being in the right place at the right time. James, hopefully that's helpful for your people, bro. Massively. Last quick question before we hop off, my friend. What's the most important thing you ever learned? Okay, the most important thing I've ever learned is that the Bible is the ultimate truth. That's the most important thing I've ever learned. And it's, it's true about science. It's true about math. It's true about spiritual stuff. It's true about physical stuff. It's true about money. It's true about relationships. The Bible is the ultimate truth. That's the most important thing I've ever learned. And, and, and I see that. And I love that. I see that because like you said at the start, right? That's where you get, that's where you, your direction. From oh, about money. every principle, every, yeah, every principle, I, every principle I teach, if it doesn't resonate with something in scripture, I ain't buying it. That's the most important lesson I've ever learned. This has been an incredible episode. I, I really appreciate you, you spending your time with us here today. Um, where can our audience connect with you if they want to start listening to, to so you? So I would recommend they start with my challenge. I've got a challenge that's called the Make More Offers Challenge. The number one reason businesses struggle is because they don't make enough offers or they don't make enough offers the proper way. There are four types of offers a person needs to learn to make in order to take their business to the next level. And in the challenge, one of the things I show is how to take your life, I mean, your business, if you're doing 10000 a month to 128000 a month in four moves. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I've got, I've got a couple of young guys, cats in their 20s, right? These dudes, they came to my challenge in May. Their business had, de- had done $10,000 that month. And my challenge started at the end of May. Their business made $10,000 that month. They joined my challenge as a VIP. By the way, when you join my challenge as a VIP, I give you a 10 times your money back guarantee. What does that mean? Like you get bonuses, you get courses. When you sign up for as a VIP for my challenge, 297 American dollars. You get um, my book from the trash man to the cash man. You get click and order for brick and mortar. You get a bunch of different courses that I've created. And you get a VIP hour with me every day, meet and greet, where I'm answering questions every day for a week, like for an hour before the challenge itself starts. So the VIP goes from 11 to noon Eastern. The general goes from noon to one. But the VIPs get to ask questions about whatever's going on in their business, right? And they get to hear all these other VIPs asking questions. So if you buy the VIP challenge ticket and you attend the challenge and you make sure you have your camera turned on the entire time and you're paying attention, all you got to do is have your camera on, paying attention. When the challenge is over, if you don't believe that what you learned was worth 10 times what you paid for, in other words, if you don't believe what you learned in that week was worth $2,970, I will refund all of your money and you get to keep every single solitary bonus we send you. 
That's now my my guarantee for the general admission. I guarantee if you buy the general admission, I'm going to have your ninety seven dollars and you're going to have the challenge. So you might might want to pay attention. There's no money back guarantee for the general admission. There's a money back guarantee for the VIP because the VIP is where we have most of the value because that's where you get to ask your questions and get them answered. And other people will ask your questions and you'll get them answered. So um, go to makemoreofferschallenge.com, makemoreofferschallenge.com, and get signed up as a challenge attendee. And that'll take care of it for you. Amazing. I think everybody should go check that out. I'm definitely going to go check it out. I think that we all need to be, no matter what we're doing in business, we need to be making more offers because if you're not making offers, no one's hearing your message, no one's signed up, right. and you're going nowhere. And the four types of offers are lead generation offers, core product offers, high ticket offers, continuity offers. Master those four types of offers. It's impossible for your business not to grow. Josh and Wasi, 10,000 a month. They did in May. I offer a coaching program at the end of the challenge. I'll tell people that right up to that. But I'm going to teach you all stuff that if you don't even buy the coaching program, it will make your business better. So they bought the coaching program. Guess what happened? They did $60,000 in June. They did $101,000 in July. They did $150,000 in August. They, they went from 10,000 a month, not to 128,000 a month. They went from 10,000 a month to over 150,000 a month in three months. Because those four things are the only four ways to grow business. And I don't care what the business is. So hopefully that helps. Definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Moan. You have an amazing rest of your day. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, James. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Everything shared will be in the description of the episode so you can go and grab that. Now, if you enjoyed the show and you want to listen to more, please subscribe because every week we're releasing new episodes with inspiring people, successful people, so you can level up your game. So subscribe and also leave us a review. We'd love to hear feedback about the show and your thoughts and opinions there as well. Now, if you want to have more success, whether it's in your life, whether it's in your business, we run live trainings every single week where you can get access to me to coach you through everything from health, wealth, success, business. We're doing topics on all things that you need to live a better, more inspired and successful life. Live trainings every single week. Just visit jamesnielsenwatt.com forward slash live and you can get access to that now. There's also a ton of resources that you get for just listening to the show. All of that will be in the description. So if you are watching this on YouTube, check the description. If you're listening to this episode, check the description. We've got a load of resources there for you to have more success in your life, whether it's relationships, investing, or in business. I'll see you on the next episode. And as always, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends because there's somebody else that needs to be hearing this and maybe you're their opportunity to help them level up their game.